Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. The Killer Women Vodcast is pleased to be a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. To learn more about Danielle and her books, visit her at www.daniellegirard.com and to access all of our vodcasts, go to youtube.com forward slash authors on the air. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Hello, and welcome to Killer Women Podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air Global Network. I'm your host, Danielle Girard, and today's guest is Jamie Lee Hendricks. Jamie's debut novel, Finding Tessa, was called An Anxiety-Fueled Ride, rife with unexpected left turns by Publishers Weekly, and I would agree, and won a Best of 2021 in the debut category from Suspense Magazine. It is also available in the UK and Commonwealth under the title His Missing Wife. It Could Be Anyone is out May 31st and was described as riveting from its opening scene by best-selling author Robin Harding. New York Times bestseller author Mary Kubica said it starts with a bang and never lets up. And Publishers Weekly says, Hendricks maximizes the suspense of her clue-style premise, smoothly manipulating and misdirecting readers. Those who want the voyeuristic fun of crashing an over-the-top wedding without any of the hangover will be rewarded. And it is also available in the in UK and Commonwealth under the title, Her Husband's Murder. Jamie spent over 20 years in the printing industry before becoming an author and now divides her time between New Jersey and Florida with her husband and her dog. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you, Danielle. It's so great to have you here. And Jamie and I are also super good friends and critique partners. So we know each other super, super well. And I have had a chance to read this um, pre-publication and it is everything that everyone promises and more um, right until the very moment I thought I had it figured out. And it turned out, of course, that I did not, which is my favorite type of book. So before we get going here, Jamie, tell us a little bit about It Could Be Anyone. Um, basically, the opening tagline is they thought it was going to be a fun destination wedding with palm trees and sun. And nobody knew that the entire bridal party wanted the groom dead. It turns out um, he's not the nicest guy. He's kind of a slime ball and it's fun. I think the way that I positioned it because I'm not giving anything away. You still have to read the book, but um, the groom <laughs> is horrible, horrible groom, Trevor Vaughn. He dies halfway through page one and then it goes back a couple of days. So you could kind of see how he was manipulating all of our wonderful flawed main characters. <laughs> Yes. And I made Trevor Vaughn the worst person in the world. And yes. I, I, isn't he horrible? He's so He's horrible. such a douchebag. Am I allowed oh, to say so that? Horrible. He's such a douchebag. But I did that because you know right off the bat that he dies. Yeah. And I did not want you to have sympathy for the dead person. I wanted you to keep saying this son of a bitch is getting his comeuppance. Like right. I wanted you to, to hate him, hate him, hate him. So hopefully I accomplished that. I would say you did. I wanted to kill him and you know, I wasn't <laughs> even there. Um, okay. So, um, I, and I love this cover, Jamie, it is it's so beautiful. Too. And I'm matching and you're matching it. We're, we, we're very, 
well matched here you're there you go. yes beautiful i love it i'm so excited and um i you know may have to work on getting my copy signed but okay so was there a specific inspiration because how did this come about this this every every single person had a really good motive to kill that man um so how did you know what was the inspiration behind this story well this this book is actually the one that got my agent so the Finding Tessa was my second book, which came out first. And then this was my first book that came out second. So publishing is weird. And that's just yes. the way it is. Um, But I just wanted to write something. I wrote it. I wrote It Could Be Anyone in six weeks. I just sped through it because it was so much fun to write because it was delicious and twisty. But um, I don't plot, as you know, Danielle. Yeah. Um, um, I am a complete pantser. So the inspiration was just like, huh. I'm going to kill somebody right off the bat. And then I'll figure out why later. And as I kept going, um, I kind of let the characters and the story talk to me more than me indicate how I thought it was supposed to go. Um, so I just, there really was no specific inspiration. I just let, I let them become who they were going to be. It's like, you know, I don't have kids, but I hear it's like raising children. You <laughs> kind of guide them, but right. you let them be their own person. You wish you had more control over them than you do. I'll tell you that. Exactly. Much, I mean, uh, a couple of the things that happened in there, I had no idea that they were going to happen until I was going, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> because it just did. It. And yeah. six weeks, I mean, that is, I know you're, you are um, notoriously amongst at least our, our friend group, a very fast writer, but yeah. six weeks was a fever dream. I mean, you yes. just can't. That's the fastest I've ever done anything. Um, yes. That, because- because it was just fun. I just, yes. I constantly wanted to find out what was, what was going to happen next right. because even I didn't know, which right. was kind of cool. <laughs> that is, and, and and also I feel like that's really unusual. So for those people who are aspiring authors out there, I can for sure speak from a lot of experience that that is not the way it normally works. And you've had obviously other books that have taken, the, you know, the struggle has been real but that six yeah. weeks is a that is a fabulous story and i i'm just gonna have to plug into your brain to figure out how i could do that myself <laughs> it sounds fantastic so you are kind of known right and as a twist master so we know you don't um we know you don't really um plot, you know you're not a plotter so how do you feel like that i mean you said it kind of comes naturally but you know what's going on in your head when you're when when you're working through a book. Are you, do you drive around town or go grocery shopping? And is the book always in your head? If you write for six, you know, in six weeks, do you ever really leave it? You know, is it sort of always there and you wake up in the middle of the night? Like, tell us about sort of the process. <laughs> the waking up in the middle of the night is, is definitely real. Um, yeah. I, I know when I'm, when I'm actively writing a manuscript, it really never leaves me, even when I'm, you know, cooking dinner or, you know, walking my dog. It just, I, I, I'm always thinking about something and I'm sure Danielle, you know, um, authors have shower thoughts where, <laughs> you know, you're washing your hair and then it's just like, boom, um, that's, that's, what's going to happen. I have that more than anything. Um, I figured out, well, not in this one, but in finding Tessa, I changed my mind about who the ultimate bad person was going to be like three times. Um, but I figured out the last one in the shower. I was like, oh, it's going to be this way. And this is how it's going right. to be. And it just comes to me in these random things. And with, with it could be anyone, um, as you know, you, you read it, but the way it plays out toward the end, 
I did not know who the killer was until I wrote that last page. That is so interesting. No idea what was going on, who it was going to be. The things that they were doing was just out of control. But I I just, I, I, I make it, I make it kind of manifest as I'm doing it, which for, for, it works for me. I know that doesn't work with, you know, most authors and I, and it doesn't always work with me either. That's just how I I like, I like to kind of manifest it. But also, as you know, um, aside from the one I'm working on now, I also wrote three manuscripts before that, that I trashed at 20,000 words because nothing was right. <laughs> right. So that is interesting, actually. And that's probably a really worthwhile thing to talk about. But, but back up just a second, because I think there is something, and, and I have this, I don't usually have it in the shower, but I, I do sometimes have it like folding laundry. It's those things you're doing where you're working, um, you're doing something that, it, that that is using your body, but not your brain, right? And all of a sudden your brain gets to go down this path and find an answer to something. And I think this is why, you know, there's this part of being an author where you want to sit at the computer and just like pound it out. But there is something really important to sort of, whether it's staring out the window, which, you know, I can't do very successfully because I, I always feel like I need to be moving, but, you know, taking walks or folding laundry or washing your hair where those things happen and that's kind of a magical time and you have to tell yourself if you're if you're, if you're at the computer and it's not working it's time to go and you know I know do something know. else and right that's, that's something I need to to do better with because if something's not working sometimes I I force it but then when I go reread it I can tell it's forced so me that you know, is such a you can tell you know your own writing you can tell when something is just not flowing yeah, you know? I'm not as I maybe not as smart as you are because I feel like I go a lot further down the road of of it not working before I'm like this maybe isn't working. So okay, oh, go back to the, so hard on yourself. I love your writing. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so this idea that you wrote these, you had these twenty sort of these little pieces. That's that's interesting too. So part of your sort of really uh, your ability to write really quickly is that you've you started things and then been like, so what's the you know what has happened with those books that were like I just this isn't working. Um, I, I may eventually go back to them because I do like the, the twists that I have um, in my head for each one. Um, the problem that I, I ended up having where I was struggling and I started noticing that the writing was just flat because I knew I was just being like, oh my God, just get something out there. And that right. it, it wasn't working. And a part of me, because I'm such a pantser, as I, as I said, as I go, the inspiration hits me and manifests as I'm going. But when it didn't, I was like, where is this story going? What, right. what is going on here? What is the motivation? Why is this character doing any of this stuff? Right. And it never made sense. So I was like, okay. And, you know, after 20,000 words, that's, that's, you know, like a quarter of a book. Yeah. You know, to trash it and then we'd say, okay, I have to think of something else now. And I did that three times. Right. That's painful. My That's current painful. one, right? Well, I'm on my current one now. I'm right about 25, and I, I actually broke know it. where it's you going. You broke it, yeah. You yes. broke it. 20,000. Finally, I haven't finished anything since God. The last time I wrote the end was July 22nd last year. So I haven't. Which finished is actually a not that. I mean, you're so funny. It's not that long. I mean, it is. No, like that, but, but considering like I like to like, I usually write fast. I could bang one out and like. Normally, like three to four months is when right. I could just do one and, and get it done. But I have not been able to get anything done, and that's been that's been bothering me. But I, oh. I'm 
flowing with this. You're new getting world. there. Well, let's talk also a little bit about the, you know, the publishing pro your, your experience. Like you said, um, Finding Tessa was actually the second book you wrote and, and it could be anyone. It was the first book you wrote and then you published them in the reverse order, which actually I did too. It's sort of a <laughs> funny, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's a weird, like you said, it's a very strange world, but you know, there is also a lot of pressure, right? Once you've had some success with a book, you know, the, the sort of process of like, okay, now everybody knows my writing can be this. And you have to sort of like take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not, that can be really, you know, daunting, right? Yes. Um, and especially because they're, they're both so different. Um, like finding Tessa is more of a psychological thriller suspense, right. like get in your head and figure out what, what's driving right. these characters. Right. And it could be anyone is just faster paced and more of just a fun time popcorn thriller, you know, read it at the right. pool, you know, uh, read it at the beach. And it's just one of those fun, like, oh, like, like, you know, characters behaving badly type thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, so they, totally. they are very different. So, you know, some people who loved finding Tessa might not like this one. Um, and vice they versa. Um, sure, it's like sure. finding Tessa might, might, this might be more up their alley. So well, um, I think but, they'll like it. I think they'll, I think, but the other thing about that is interesting is because there, there are people, you know, there are people who, who write one novel and then they sort of recreate the, a similar story, you know, and you're, I mean, yeah. you are, I mean, you're like, your books are a little all over, I mean, not in a good way, right? You, what we would, what we read in Finding Tessa is not gonna be the kind of yeah. story that we get from this. And like you said, it is a popcorn thriller. It's a closed room, really, right? It's a closed yeah. room. As somebody put, you know, one of the reviews talks about it as a clue style novel, which it is because, you know, there's only a limited number of suspects um, yes. that we see. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, as we learn quickly, the guy is such a jerk that, every one of them um yeah you know, and in I fact remember. there are several people who you know maybe attempt <laughs> to <laughs> kill him so anyway i won't you know not to ruin anything it's it's a for sure um seat of your pants i i you know i like the fact that it's a really different from finding tessa i think people will really appreciate that so that is super exciting so you know how so tell us how many books do you buried through how many books have you buried in the backyard i feel like every everybody has you know, books that, that, that or they didn't finish. Um, how long have you been writing and trying to, you know, for your first deal? Because I know this is all really new to you. Finding Tessa came out um, 2021. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you're, you're not a debut author, but your, your debut is, was recently. So tell us. Um, well, I started, you know, writing in like 2013, 2014. Um, you know, that's when I wrote my first manuscript, which of course, um, I thought it was great, and uh, you will attest, and any other author listening to this will, will know, and any yeah. any newbie writer listening, I'm telling you, your first is just not as good as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, but I thought it was great. My friends thought it was great. My mom loved it, and I was oh, like, oh, my God. It's, and everyone's like, it's so great. It's going to get published immediately. It's going to be a movie. It's going to, and it just popped up my head, because then I just didn't realize how bad it actually was because everybody was telling me how good it was. Right. You know, so I just was trying to get an agent with that one. And I figure, oh, they're going to be fighting over this. Like I'm going to be fielding offers left and right. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a dumpster fire. Um, I did yeah. not, I knew how to tell a story. I just did not know how to write. Yeah. So 
there. I started learning um, much more how to write. I ended up taking um, classes at the community college for creative writing. I did all the things you have to do. I found critique partners, um, other authors, where we were all kind of, yeah, I mean, you know, um, Vanessa Lilly and I started out that way before right. we were agented. We were trying to join Pitch Wars together and we were like, we write the same thing. So we just became critique partners. Um, and you, you, you kind of have to, I, I don't know, either start with somebody who's in the same spot and at the same time, yeah. kind of hope they make it before you because thankfully Vanessa did make it before she got an agent before me and she got a book deal before me. So I liked that because then I, I just got to have more of her expertise because uh, right. she, she, she was a step ahead of me. And, I, and that was so helpful for yeah. me because yeah. I'm going to take her advice more than, you know, right. my critique partner, because it's like, okay, thanks. Like, what do you know? <laughs> You're here on the right. same spot as me. We, we, mm. Neither of us know anything. Right. So um, I, I started doing the, the, the right things. And then I remember it was um, the day that you and I met, Danielle. It was um, Thriller Fest 2019. Yeah, yeah um, the last one we've had in, until next yeah. week. I know, I can't wait. But it was Thriller Fest 2019. But, um, you know, as a, a aspiring, you know, author, um, wanted to network with, uh, you know, a bunch of other authors and wanted to, you know, see what was going on and, you know, try to build my, my, my network. Uh, I did meet this lovely lady. Danielle. Oh, I know that was super fun. The bar, remember I remember telling everybody like I'm looking at my phone, and we were all at the bar, we're having fun, and I look at my phone, and that's when I got um, my agent Ann Tibbetts. Uh, I got an email from her saying that she wanted to read the full manuscript, and that so, was this. Okay. So um, I got so excited. I was like, "Oh yeah, she wants to read a full." But you know, you also get right. that from a lot of people when you're querying, and it doesn't always pan out the way you want it to. Um, and then, um, it did. that was on Thursday night at the bar. I sent it to her on Friday and I got the offer the following Wednesday. So what happened in five days, Yeah, which was just so fast. That is not normal in the industry. Um, nope. but she, she loved it. She said she flew through it. Um, we changed a couple of things in it, a couple of, um, backstories and stuff, but we were on sub 10 days later. That's, cool. um, That's right. And, you know, the, the thing with it could be anyone is, and everybody says, when you're on sub, don't think about it, just write something else. So yeah. I started writing Finding Tessa. Um, it could be anyone did not sell. And there was a book that had just come to market that had kind of a similar concept and it was getting a lot of attention. I think we I know which book we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We were, and we, we were hearing from a lot of the editors, like, no, it's, it's, it's too similar, blah, blah, blah. And it just wasn't going anywhere. So when, um, so my agent finally said, look, like, let's pull it. I finished finding Tessa. She's like, let me read this one. She read it quickly. And she said, she loved it. She would not change a word. So it went on sub a day later. I like, but right after we pulled it, finding Tessa went on sub. And then, um, so that was in 2020. Um, everybody knows how fun 2020 was. And this was about April, April, end of April of 2020 is when it went on sub. So everybody, everybody remembers how much fun. The we had the best April time in 2020. 2020. Right, right. Um, so we started getting a lot of really good, um, a lot of feedback from a lot of the big houses, but they all started saying the same thing, which was that they, they didn't like the ending. And I always say this in my things, um, 
you know, my, my agent always says, you know, one person's opinion is one person's opinion, but when it's two, it's a coincidence. When it's three, it's a problem. And it ended up being like five editors all said the same thing about the ending because of of how depressing 2020 already was. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted anything depressing or like, you know, something as, as the way. I like rewrite suspense. People are going to die. What do you expect? Right. But yeah, I, I don't know if you if you even know about how Finding Tessa originally ended, but I I'll, don't I'll know. That that That's a story quickly. you'll have to tell me late, right? Over, yeah, and the bar next week. <laughs> but um, so finally, my agent said, like, okay, maybe we should we should do a, like a rewrite on the last half, so yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't go that way. So I did that. She put it back on sub, and it sold two weeks later. So sometimes the 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 you know the experts, the editors are right. <laughs> So, well, and it's yeah. so, that's actually, I think a really also unusual situation because I have found when I've been on sub that, that one editor will have a problem with one thing and another editor has a problem. You know what I mean? So nobody's very, it's not like some sort of consensus about, oh, here's the issue, which is actually an incredible gift. If, if you had five people tell you the same thing, five people yeah. who are you know, experts in the industry, of course, we'd all be like, okay, well, we'll change it. But <laughs> that is rare. I feel like that's rare too. So you've had yeah, some very so unusual. That's why I felt good about changing the ending because it's like, okay, if, if, if they're all saying the same thing, you know, it, it's time. So then it sold in um, July of 2020, yeah, which was a really good, good bit of news for 2020, you know, yes, exactly. sitting in my backyard with nowhere else to go. Right. <laughs> I remember me and my husband just, you know, just clinking a hey, congratulations to me. Like I, we can't even go out and celebrate, which, you know, right. it was a lot of the 2020 experience and then the 2021 debut it, you know yeah. it was a lot not of, an easy not easy right yeah although you had a better 2020 than most of us <laughs> with the book sale right your debut novel right. sold yes. So, yes but i and I then this mean. one sold they took um they took it could be anyone as my option because it was already finished it was right. already, had already you know been edited by my agent and and put on sub so perfect when we, so i didn't have to think about coming up with an idea, writing an outline, which you know I hate, um, you know, giving three chapters and all that. Right, like it, right. it was already done. Right. So when the option clause came up, and this was November of 2020, uh, my agent presented this one and she said, would you guys like this as the option? It's, it's already finished. So then they signed that one in, in November of 2020. So I did get two book deals in 2020, which yeah. was, you know, and that really also kind spot. of prevented the whole like this is probably why this new book has so much pressure on it right because a lot of times it's the second book that you're going to publish that feels really stressful right because you you yes. know you set up this expectation but for you the second book actually was already done so now you probably have a little bit of internal um you know pressure going on the third well, book there was actually more to change and it could be anyone with my editor because Interesting. and i feel that way a lot about a debut versus a book too Right. When it's a debut, the editor reads the book and says, I love this book. Right. And they, they buy that book and they, right. they buy it because they, they love it. Exactly. And I almost feel like almost every editor is probably presented with a book too, that they did not read. They did not buy. Right. Right. Like, right. This is the one I'm stuck with. So now I have to edit it the right. way that I, I, I want to, I want to edit fair. it. That's fair. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, she got stuck with this one, but she did a great job. Um, I, I, I'm really happy. I think so too. She's, she, you know, we had, um, you know, Roger wasn't even in the original one. So we had to add an entire character and you know what happened there. And it was just, Yeah, that was great works. too. Unexpected. 
Yeah, yeah. it totally worked. So I thought, you know, one of the things that I love about um, it, it, you know, it could be anyone is that it, the sort of lesson of the book is that every person, how, no matter how nice they are, has yeah. sort of an ugly secret um, that they're hiding. And I was wondering, you know, so what do you think, Jamie? Is that true? Do we all have a really, you know, ugly secret? If I tell you, then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think everybody hides stuff. I don't think people are hiding the level of stuff that I have in there because, you know, it's a thriller and you have to shock people. Um, but I, I think people hide things or it's, maybe it's not secrets. I just think there are things that people keep to themselves that they just don't want anybody to know. I mean, right. you know, but I mean, I don't have anything that would like ruin my life or put me in jail or get cause of divorce. Like I don't have anything like that. In, in, but you know, these people do. <laughs> yeah, but the people you know, in your books do. definitely do. Some people actually did hide the body somewhere, you know. We just yes. don't know. You're having tea with them across the street. We don't they know. We don't normal. know what's under that garden for real. I mean, you know, that's right. And some of the some of the most innocent looking folks I find probably are the ones hiding the darkest secrets, right? That mm, her. Yes, that's that <laughs> yeah. is true. Um, oh. so you know, since you're a relatively new um, author, I, I was wondering if you would share something <laughs> that you've learned since publishing that you wish you knew earlier. For people who are trying to get to where you are, you know, what, what advice would you give to them? Um, one, your first book is not as good as you think it is. <laughs> so keep, keep, but keep going, keep or, going, yeah, keep right. going. Um, always, always keep going. Um, learn. This is one thing that I wish I, I knew more of in the beginning. Um, publishing is a business, full stop. Um, so you can, you can have as much passion and you should have passion. Otherwise, what are we doing this for? But it's a business and you know we're, we're products. Our books are products. The authors are products. I wish I knew more about that in the beginning is, um, as much as much excitement as everybody has, it's like once you're you're out, like once the book's out, everything it's, it's like okay, they're done with you. They're on to the next book and their next debut author and their next marketing campaign. Right. And it, it, it's just it's like an assembly line. Yeah, yeah, and we're like, widgets. We're basically widgets. Yeah, and it's good getting the same thing again. And now, and I know, like in two weeks, it's going to be like okay, Jamie, thank you very much. We'll see you in 2023 when I didn't do it when we start promoting. I didn't do it, and there's like it, it's. Right. It's, it's just, it's more of a business than I, I thought in the beginning. Right. Right. Cause it's hard. Cause for us, these aren't widgets. They're, they're right. little pieces of our soul that we throw yes. into the world. They're a bit like children. Right. And you just, yes. and when someone insults them, which, you know, I encourage people if they hate a book to just walk away <laughs> rather yes, than tell try. the world. Um, it's very hard know. for me to, to do not finish a book. Uh, and I, I, cause I, I feel like I bought it because I like, I love physical books as you can see with everything. Yeah, I love um, your bookshelves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like physical books and you know, they're not the cheapest thing in the world, but I'm like, if I'm going to spend 25, $30 on a book, yeah. um, I, I want to read it. And yeah. if I don't like it, I'll give it to a little free library or, or, you know, right. it just because I don't like, it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means I don't like it. Exactly. So, and it's so, that's the other thing about that makes this business so hard. It's so subjective. I mean, what is a bestseller, you know, what everyone is raving about can be a book that I'm like, what? I don't even yeah. get it. 
you know yeah. so it's and I think again it's just you know plea to the audience if you hate it walk away <laughs> walk away I don't read reviews on books until after I'm done with it because I yeah. want to see if somebody had the same opinion as I did yeah. but like I wouldn't read somebody's opinion like and that's what I don't understand about like Goodreads somebody will go on there and be like oh this stranger didn't like that book. So I'm never reading it. And I'm like, right. I would never not, I would never read or not read a book right. based on somebody, some, a bunch of strangers saying. Right. But people really, that. they really depend on reviews, which is why another plea to the audience, if you love a book, leave a good review because yes. it is the word of mouth reviews. and reviews. Those are yes. what's so important. So, um, you know, so that is, so that's good to know. So it's, you can't quit. And, you know, you have to accept the fact that the first, your first try is, is likely not going to be the one uh, that gets you, you know, the ticket to the, to publication necessarily. And it happens to some people. And then you hear, it, you does. know, you, there's always exceptions to every rule is the other thing, right? Of course. Yes, and of then course. you, you just mentioned the title of the upcoming book. I didn't do it. Yes. Which I haven't heard that much about. So, you know, no, because it's, um, um, that's the one it comes out spring, summer, uh, 2023 next year, yes. Danielle, you know, the premise of this, that's mm -hmm. the one, the murder at thriller fest. Oh my God. Stabby con. <laughs> um, yeah. Stabby con. Yes. Stabby con. I, that I was, was the nickname Stabby you gave it. Stabby con. Um, Stabby con tell, so we're, we're, we're stealing it from the audience who, who can't, <laughs> doesn't know all of our inside jokes. So tell us, um, you know, we, it's coming out in a year about a year from now and what, yes. what's the premise because it's such a good one um this one is uh a, 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 a thriller writer is murdered at a national thriller conference in new york city we do not <laughs> call it thriller fest because it's not uh, that would never happen oh um, god so we're going there next there. week He's... jamie if somebody dies i'm gonna come find you <laughs> she's found murdered in her hotel room by housekeeping um and she was up for the thriller, there was a stab, it used to be Stabby Con, and when it comes out, it won't be Stabby Con, but she was up for the Stabby Con Thriller of the Year Award. So she was a very prominent author, and the fact that she was murdered uh, kind of threw everything into a tailspin, everybody started going crazy. And then four other authors who were there started getting text messages from um, like a burner account, and they started getting targeted on Twitter. So they band together to find out why they're starting to be targeted and some things that they did are coming out. And it turns out they all had a secret that was connected to the murdered writer. So then they, all these things start coming out. They start becoming suspicious of each other. And then they realize they are living in a thriller novel themselves. And, you know, who better to pick it apart than thriller writers? Because let me tell you, we've done the research we know where to bury the body. Right. We know who's hiding, who's really hiding something. We can get to the bottom of it. So, um, you know, and then mm -hmm. it gets to the, you know, people get yeah. to the bottom of it and things happen. And um, there you go. <laughs> well, it's funny because I always think like, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I could be a detective. I know enough to be a detective, except that I'm you sure there's lots of examiner. <laughs> that's right. Well, that I'm not sure I could deal with that. But anyway, um, or being a detective for that matter. But I do feel like actually when it comes down to it, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we really don't know, which will be fun in the book when they, you know, they think they're experts and, and they are in some senses, but also, right? 
Um, I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of things that will come as a surprise for them. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah. It is ironic that we are going to New York City for the yeah. Thriller Writers Conference yeah. next week. And I might spend a little of that time wondering if someone is going to die and hoping um, that it isn't going to be me well, um, did, or um, you. I did um, I did the Murder by the Book interview last night. Yeah. And Sarah DeVello asked me, she was like, okay, so if I'm at Thriller Fest and you kind of want to hang out with me and put your arm around me, are you going to like grab my hand and start stabbing me in the neck? <laughs> and I said, no, but I am afraid that if somebody trips off a sidewalk, I'm going to get blamed for it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Maybe exactly. not this year, but next year, by, exactly. by next year, the, the, the arcs will be out. The buzz will be out. It may even have, have been published at that point. So, and it will be very close to Thriller Fest either, either right before it should be right before or right after, but right. at that point, everybody will know it's um, murder at Thriller Fest, et cetera. Um, so you should make sure you have point. a roommate. So you have an alibi for the entire time you're there. <laughs> I'm, walk, I, I, I'm just going to be like walking around with my phone yeah, being like, okay, exactly, here, here I am. Exactly. You, should wear, you can wear one of those, um, you know, uh, um, oh God, I can't even think of the name of them. The camera that you wear on your head, you know? Oh, you right. Can be you like, wrap it around me. Yeah. And just be like, here I am. I'm live. No one's dead around I swear, me. If, I swear I didn't do it. Exactly. I love it. Well, um, I'm so, you know, this, like I said, this is a, it's, it's like you said, it's very edible. It's a, you know, one sitting, um, start early so you don't end up staying up all night uh, or you'll be very tired and grumpy the next day. Um, <laughs> but it's it's such a fun book and the characters are, you know, each one of them, aside, really aside from the groom, are have, you know, really good qualities and also some, you know, some sort of sneaky, uh, not so good qualities, which, which makes it more fun to read, right? Because we're, we're rooting for them and we're also oh, like, oh my God, what did you do? That's the um, thing, they're I, unlikable characters that you actually root for because yeah. The antagonist is literally the worst. Yeah, he is so, totally, totally yeah. the worst. So and they, we're happy he's dead. Like angels. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Everybody looks like an angel compared to him. So, mm -hmm. um, Jamie, tell us where you know where uh, when people obviously, but this book will be found everywhere in any independent bookstores and online and everywhere. But where can people follow you? Um, I am most engaged with Instagram. So. Um, at, at Jamie Lynn Hendricks author. That's my Instagram handle. And for those um, who are listening, the, your middle name has got no E. So that's easy. L-Y-N-N -N, and Hendricks is H-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S. And Jamie is spelled a little differently, at least for my brain, because it's J-A-I-M-E and not J-A-M-I-E. Yeah. Did I do that right? Anyway. So, um, <laughs> and you can find obviously all the information about that in your, um, podcast, um, Inform, you know, the information in the podcast, or if you're on Facebook or YouTube, it'll be right there in front of you as well. So Instagram, um, Jamie Lee Hendricks author. And then- Jamie Lee, not Jamie Lee. What did I just say? Jamie Lee? Jamie Who Lee. is that? Yeah, Jamie so take it back. Jamie, Jamie Lynn. Is there a Jamie Lee that we know? Or did I just- Jamie Lee Curtis, the screen. Oh me. yeah, maybe that's what I did, but that's all spelled wrong too. So yeah. Back. Jamie Lynn, Lynn Hendricks. Yes. And um, also you're on Facebook. Uh, yes, uh, my author page is Jamie Lynn Hendricks dash author. Okay. And on Twitter, I am um, at author JLH. Okay. And then um, your website. I don't have a website. Oh. I do not have a website. I am, uh, if somebody wants to contact me, feel free. Um, and you could also email me at author JLH at gmail.com. 
Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, you're very active on in Instagram and that's a great yeah. place to find you. Plus that's more interesting than a website anyway, in my very humble opinion. So it's just, well, who, who wants to see a picture of the book? There it is. There, I got there it. Is. Yeah, all I was going to say is press here to email. Call, go to authorjlh at gmail.com. I mean, <laughs> I know exactly. It's just one more thing to take care of. Well, exactly. listen, Jamie, it was um, so fun to talk about. Um, it could be anyone. I, I love this book. I love you. And um, I'm so excited that I'm going to get to see you. Um, IRL, as my daughter yes. would say, which for those of yes. us who didn't know what that means, it means in real life for the first time in a lot of years. Yeah, so, I know. We need the hug. We, we need the, the hug. hug. Ever since I, our roadies writer retreat got canceled. Thanks, no. COVID. Another low point of 2020. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm so ready for it. So um, thank you so much for joining me, um, everybody. Um, I'm Danielle Gerard. This is Killer Women. You can find me at daniellegerard.com or on Instagram at uh, Danielle Gerard Books and on Facebook at author Danielle Gerard. <laughs> it's a lot of pieces to keep track of. And then we'll see you next time. Uh, in the meantime, happy reading and be well. Bye. Bye. Thank you.